0: Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 189th edition of the program. I'm Stefan Christophe. On the broadcast today, I'm going to be sharing an interview that I recorded recently in Amsterdam. It is a conversation with Extinction Rebellion on their recent series of actions that took place, blocking a major auto route in the Netherlands. The actions were aimed at highlighting the decision of the Dutch government to continue fossil fuel subsidies. This includes airlines, and of course the major international airport in Amsterdam is a flight hub. This means that a lot of the airline companies that are flying over the Netherlands are not paying many taxes and also receiving subsidies. More broadly speaking, this is about subsidies towards oil and gas corporations, both through direct support financially from public funds of various governments. This is the case of the Netherlands. We can also see this mirrored in the Canadian context where oil and gas companies receive huge amounts of subsidies and also financial boost from the federal government and provincial government. Additionally, this is also translated through tax cuts. And I think this campaign is a very important example of a way that activists can directly challenge one of the manifestations of the clear corruption of the political and economic ties between government, infrastructure and oil and gas. This is a clear follow-up and direct action that took place in the Netherlands to call attention to the urgency of actually making policy change in relation to the climate and beyond rhetoric this is a demand from activists in amsterdam and throughout the netherlands to clearly call for an end to fossil fuel subsidies this obviously would both result in financial consequences for oil and gas companies that continue to expand fossil fuel production. And on top of this, it would allow for greater public funds that would allow for investments in alternatives. So I think this was a very interesting uh, example. Um, And so here is my conversation with Yiska Burs of extinction rebellion and the netherlands
1: well uh, i'm Jiska boers and um, i'm um, an official from the city government of amsterdam but in my spare time um, my free time i'm an activist for extinction rebellion uh, i'm also a representative for the local group that i uh, um, uh, i work with that's in Kostikum, my hometown. Um, uh, Since about a year and a half I've joined uh, Extinction Rebellion because before that I didn't have the the time or the means or whatever to uh, to join but I I wanted to. Um, What we do we occupy sometimes buildings, uh, highways or um, find other ways to express um, our Demand for um, I don't know you, you call it climate justice. I think that's the the, the most beautiful way f- to combine everything that we fight for or have uh, or f- take action for. Um, and Extinction Rebellion always does it uh, openly, uh, non-violently, um, non-hierarchical. Non-hier- hier- uh, that's a difficult word for me to say in, in English, but. Um, Horizontally, uh, horizontally uh, arg- organized, yeah. yeah. So that's what we do. And um, there's a lot of attention for us right now because we just spend a whole month on the highway in, in The Hague um, um, in a roadblock every day um, to demand from our government to uh, stop fossil s- uh, subsidies to the uh, corporate uh, Holland. Um, uh, it's a staggering amount of uh, 46 billion dollars, uh, euros, I'm sorry, every year that we put into the fossil um, uh, corporate uh, business uh, and we wanted to stop. And um, now we postponed our uh, actions because the government said, okay, we're going to look into it and uh, make a plan before Christmas. So Until Christmas, we have postponed all the blockage uh, or all the roadblocks and then we'll decide whether we're going to do it again.
0: I think for a lot of people when they hear what you just said about the billions in fossil fuel yeah. subsidies and also the fact that activists are protesting that. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important for people to know about and to underline. So can you maybe in the Dutch context talk about the fact that there is so many fossil fuel subsidies yeah. and also why you as activists needed to take direct action for that to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, why those sort of normal pathways of the political process were not able to address that.
1: Yeah, Well, to to start with the last thing you said, they uh, promised us to uh, cut the subsidies in 2009 already. It's now 2023 and there's not one political party with, an, with a practical plan to uh, to stop the fossil subsidies um, second uh, I want to um, make sure that, er, that that it's clear what a fossil subsidy is because yeah. there's a lot of discussion about it and, uh, and most of it is, uh, is a tax cut to be honest uh, so uh, there's a lot of uh, criticism on the term used so people say it's not really a subsidy because we don't uh, give money to the companies? That's not true, by the way. A, a part of it is money that you give to companies, for example, to make more sustainable some of the uh, corporate processes or whatever. But it's all it's all going to fossil um, uh, uh, solutions. But a, a big part of it is a is a tax cut. So the big com- uh, big fossil companies in Holland pay far lex- less less uh, taxes than regular inhabitants do so the regular dutch folk mm-hmm. pay a lot of uh, taxes on their energy fossil yeah. fossil fuel uh, energy yeah. sources and um, uh, big companies don't so I'm, i ju- just make the joke about the the plane that flew over it. like airplane companies in holland don't pay taxes over their uh kerosene for example and there's low taxes on um uh, rights to land or to transfer or whatever so there's a lot of money uh slipping away more than that that we're giving it away uh, and we are saying get the money uh, up the uh, the taxes make sure that every like the the, uh, the companies that use so many uh, fossil fuels or produce them or produce products that are made with fossil um, uh, materials uh, make them pay so that you force them to make more sustainable choices which is now not happening so they can just do whatever they want and we um, let uh, 46 billion euros just Get away, and we're not so uh, flexible with our own inhabitants. We say to regular people like you and me, yeah. go and insulate your house, go and and stop uh, using so much energy, pay a lot of money to to be able to use gas or whatever. So that's it. We are using the term fossil subsidies uh, in the same way as the World Trade Organization is using it and the United Nations. So there's a globally no no discussion, no debate about. It, but people who are uh, criticizing our Movement um, try to uh, yeah use the definition to make it like a uh, not so stable um, demand that we're doing. Uh, and the thing is, of course, we have a government that says we are we are going towards a sustainable future. We are making uh, progress. We are um, uh, protecting our our people. That's because we we are saying it's your duty as a government to yes. protect your inhabitants. Um, And you're not doing that right now. Uh, uh, You're you're saying you're doing it, but you're sort of counterproductive by not using that 46 billion uh, euro. So that's that's our plea, actually. Mm -hmm. We said we are going to block the A12, which is a highway in The Hague. We did that before a couple of times. There was no response from the government whatsoever. So in the summer, we said we're going to block it till you make a plan and that's what we did so we started at the beginning of September we 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 walked onto the highway sat down and blocked the road and we did that for a month and after a month one of the political parties says we're going to um, put a motion into I don't know if that's the correct word by the way it's it's sort of a, like an address in, in parliament yeah. for other parties to join uh, we're going to, to um, uh, vote on that and uh, see if we can have a, um, uh, 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 en- enough uh, votes to make a plan. And we said, okay, do it for Christmas. And if you do it for before Christmas, uh, we can talk about it. If it's not ready for Christmas, we'll go and block the road again. So we're now in sort of like an, uh, uh, a quiet period. But uh, if, if there's no plan from the government, a practical plan that's executable then uh, by Christmas we'll be on the road again. So
0: just for people to understand, um, can you describe what was the blockade? What what happened? How did that, how did that work?
1: We literally just walk onto the road and then just sit down and uh, and block the the traffic. Uh, in the f- in the beginning, that w- that was just a small group of us. I wasn't there, by the way, in the first couple of times. I had the kids, uh, so I couldn't be uh, arrested and uh, and uh, uh, not come home. So uh, that was a small group walked onto the road, blocked it. Now it's more. Uh, like a cat and mouse game between uh, us and the police. It's sort of like um, um, organized almost because they ro- block the road for us or they help us blo- help block the road for us because there's a discussion going on about whether this tactic of blocking a road, uh, is uh, what we call civil disobedience of course it's a f- it's a known term uh, and if it if that's allowed in the democratic process and is that a, uh, a plus to the democratic po- process or is it just illegal and we of course in the last couple of months or the last year we had a couple of uh, laws, lawsuits so, so um, we went into um, the courtroom and the judge said um, it's, so, it's somewhere in between. And that's why the, the police is now convinced that they, of course, need to protect us also. Eh? so it's illegal to block the road, but it's not illegal to block the road. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it's a, it's part of the democratic process. It's a right as your, as an activist to block the road and protest. So in the first uh, couple of weeks, uh, they, they um, uh, borrowed or they hired actually water cannons from the German police. And they, uh, after a while, they just start spraying the people that are sitting on the road with water, trying to get them out, which of course doesn't work. And then after a while, they start arresting people. And we all get into buses and we're transported out of the, uh, the area uh, to a stadium, a football stadium, and then we're, we're sent off. That's one of the um, uh, things they do now, they, because for, uh, first of all, where the, the numbers go up. So it's, it's too, the number of people. Participating. Yeah. And, and, and for the police, that's a lot of paperwork to arrest everybody and registrate and, and, um, see a follow up for that. So that's, we are just sent off. And also the judge said it's enough uh, punishment for those people to just be moved somewhere else. So you don't have to, um, uh sort of put them uh in front of a judge or whatever you know prosecute them that's what i mean
0: well just just to underline one of the things you said basically this is an intervention you're creating debate so yeah, yeah. this these about bi- everything uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah what is the
1: subsidy what is the fossil fuels yeah. you know what's the government doing how much money is involved what is democracy how can you um, execute your democratic rights uh what are the boundaries? What's what's uh, what do you need as a as a people to make the next step? You know, in your civilization, it's very interesting what's happening right now. I, I for me, I, and I, I guess for <laughs> for everybody else that's a bit involved. But of course, it's still a small group. It's not. Um, uh, although it's that's not, not, not entirely true we did get a debate uh, nationally and there's just a lot of media attention a lot of discussion about those topics I just mentioned um, and also they did a, uh, a survey on peop- uh, uh, the under uh, the the whole of the country and uh, it um, uh, the results were that 73 percent of the Dutch people now is convinced that the fossil subsidies for the uh, for corporations need to stop so need to be uh, so that's so we do get some um movement, like move yeah
0: well just on this issue of fossil fuel subsidies i mean one one uh, point that has come up many times at least you know in the americas is that to make a just transition there needs to be financing that goes towards that process yeah. um, and there's been a similar point made by activists in the americas in various contexts that if you cut fossil fuel subsidies that would be a lot of f- public funds to yeah. go through that process
1: yeah yeah that's our point also uh, although the definition of fossil subsidies makes it a bit more difficult so it's a bit uh, it's paradoxical if if it is like for example. Uh, a part of the uh, of the calculations of how big amount it is involved is is based on how much taxes, uh, how much tax I pay as a as a as a local as a inhabitant. So, if the government decides to not let me pay taxes anymore, then part of the whole amount is gone. The margin between what I pay and what the what the the businesses pay. And also, the uh, uh, paradoxal is, the moment you have them pay their taxes, so you get income uh, as a state and you can um, uh, use it towards uh, sustainable uh, goals. Um, the pro- the not, not the problem, but uh, and one of the uh, facts is that the companies will be more sustainable and Uh, eventually not not use so much fossil um, um, sources or fossil energy which of course makes the income lower because it's it's a taxing you know what I mean so it's a a, a bit of a, a paradox Uh, in the whole subsidy discussion I don't think there's a paradox because that's what you want you want the corporations to also better their behavior so uh, to me it's all it's all good so um, uh, but if you would now um, stop fossil subsidies the the way we um, uh, define them and the way the World Trade Organization defines them in the UN uh, you would get uh, 46 billion euros per year in Holland only to put into sustainable goals wow. and that's and the funny thing is our movement uh, calculated the, uh, an amount and we came to Thirty to thirty-seven and a half billion, and then the government itself did uh, uh, did okay, um, uh, and and they, they came up far higher than we we calculated, which of course was very funny because there was a lot of criticism on our amount, and people said that can't be can't be true so much, and then the government itself came with a higher uh, amount. Wow! Yeah, um,
0: we're recording this in a park. Close to the airport here in Amsterdam, yeah. so we're hearing planes going overhead. You had mentioned airline companies, for example. Just as yes. an example, can you talk about that as a case study?
1: Um, well, th- the simple thing is in Holland, you don't pay taxes over kerosene. So the kerosene that's used in flights in Holland. You don't have to pay taxes over it. While well, when you go to when you have a car on gas and you have to um, uh, put in a full tank, you pay a lot of uh, taxes over it. Those taxes go to sustainable goals, or at least sure. part of it. Um, in the, in this way, if 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 airline companies don't have to pay taxes over their kerosene, they're not forced to make any decisions towards a more sustainable fuel system or a, um, a different way of flying or whatever. The funny thing also is that in but that has nothing to do with the fossil subsidies. But here uh, Schiphol is a is a transfer. Um, airport. airport, so it's the people go in, go go out. We have a lot of um, so so the public, the Dutch public, pays for a lot of uh, international traffic that doesn't even come here. It doesn't even have a have a exactly. uh, like a destination here, which makes it even worse. Like how is this possible? It's ridiculous. So that's a it's a small example of how weird it can be actually.
0: Yeah, and so. To try to address these points, um, let's go back to the actions of your group. Yeah. So um, you actually went to block the road. Um, Can you describe a bit, like just describe a a moment for you, like having joined a protest like that. How did it feel? What What was going on? Just Just like we've talked, we've talked a bit about policy details and I think it's super important but also just for people to visualize because there's been a lot of extinction rebellion actions in different parts of Europe yeah just how did it go
1: um, well in, at first it's it was a lot of people like a big group and um, I, I, uh, I I know people um, uh, find extinction rebellion a bit of a funny group of people but uh, I find it a warm bath of, it, it's it's friendly it's it's nonviolent always uh, so um, I like those actions because for me uh, climate change or the climate crisis is really something I feel in my stomach. Like, I, I, every day it, it sort of frustrates me. Or So uh, participating in an action like that gives me the feeling that I have that I'm doing something. That I'm. Uh, so that's 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 one thing I like about it. Um, in the in the beginning, it was a, a bigger group. Of course, when you're doing this for a month, every day, seven days a week, the, the group is going to get smaller sure. because people have to go to work and and me too. So I have to had to take days off from work to go to the to the uh, to the the highway. Um, so in the end, the, it it started to become a bit more. Also hostile because we didn't, uh, we weren't with enough people to block both ways, like both directions. So we blocked one direction; the other direction could still pass. Uh, at one moment, I was just getting something from my bag, and uh, right before my head, a, a bottle of water just uh, uh, came out of a, a driving car. Threw something yes, yeah. and uh, it just—luckily uh, for me, it, it, it went into a brick wall right before my head because I was ducking. That was, uh, but uh, and they people started yelling, and you know, you get the the, the finger flipped uh, the whole time, and. Um, name calling and uh, a lot of aggression so at the end it was more um, that was that that's sometimes pretty difficult to uh, uh, to deal with i i think and also that same day so i had the bottle of water and then a, a car came through the block a, a blockage it's it is it blockage is the word um, so blockade. All, all, oh, blockade. all of a sudden somebody yelled get out of the way so we all had to get out of the road because there was a car coming of course not that was not um, uh, the in, uh, we didn't anticipate it and it was also it's, it's weird to be to be convinced that you're doing something right for uh, for everybody so you think this is the right goal to do, and uh, somebody else is yelling at you, calling you names, throwing things at you, throwing you know, uh, eggs were thrown, and the car is coming through because he's the, the guy's aggressive and angry, he just wants to go through the group, you know. That's yeah, that would that's uh, sometimes so it's it's a bit emotional almost. Also, that I had that one day thinking about my daughters, and all of a sudden they started crying, couldn't stop crying on the road, yeah, because I. All of a sudden, realize that I find it difficult to. No, um, I right, get emotional now. Uh, to um, admit that I, I wouldn't have had them if I had to make the decision again today. So I wouldn't have had my kids. So it's it's a roller coaster. Actually, it's 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 fun. Um, a lot of loving people. Yeah. A lot of energy, but also can be very. Intense. intense is the word, yes. Yeah. Or emotional, or, yeah. In, but intense, yeah, it that, that can happen. And and you get wet because they use the water uh, cannons uh, the whole
0: time. Yeah, and I think in one way it's just normalized that the police will use water cannons against oh, yeah. protesters. That's, but I, this is yeah. unbelievable.
1: We didn't even talk about that subject because that's part of the debate right now also, which is also, I think... Uh, something positive that came out of the actions is that people are talking about how much violence do we allow the police to yeah. use on uh, non-violent action so i think this is a very very positive development that we're talking about this as a as a country yeah. actually
0: that was a conversation with jis Burs of extinction rebellion in the netherlands This, of course, was a focus on their recent series of direct actions that were centered on calling into question the Dutch government's continued fossil fuel subsidies. Uh, This, of course, has huge both environmental impacts and also financial impacts. And I think this was a very important case example of the ways that direct action, collectively organized, can challenge the power of oil and gas industries and the collusion of governments with those industries. So thanks so much to Yiska Bours for being on the program and to my friend Sarah teixeira Saint Cyr for helping arrange this interview. Free City Radio is hosted and produced by me, Stefan Christoph, and we air weekly on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal on Wednesdays at 11 a.m., On CJLO, 1690 a.m. also in Giogea, Montreal on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. On CKUW, 95.9 f.m. in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. On CFRC, 101.9 f.m. in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays. On CFUV, 101.9 f.m. in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 7 a.m on MET Radio, 1280 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m. on Fridays, and now on CKCU, 93.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. You can find our archives at soundcloud.com slash Radio. We are also a podcast. Look us up and subscribe through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for being with us, and I'll talk to you next week.